Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Pete Fletzer. On this episode of Around the Galaxy, we're going to be speaking to Todd Hoffman of the WSTR Media Podcast. Join us as we talk about the Disney-Lucasfilm Union, the 501st Legion, and the future of the Star Wars saga. So strap yourselves in, relax, and enjoy this journey around the galaxy. Welcome to episode number 38 of Around the Galaxy, the Star Wars fan talk show. I am your host, Pete Fletzer, and we are a part of the Making Star Wars podcast network. So when you get a chance, head on over to makingstarwars.net because God knows it's hard to find a good Star Wars podcast. That's sarcasm, folks. There are a lot of great podcasts out there, but the makingstarwars.net podcast shows like Tatooine Sons and now this is podcasting and Tarkin's Top Shelf. They're all available over there at makingstarwars.net, and I hope you get a chance to go and check those out. Speaking about going and checking things out, guys, I am so excited. This Friday, we are launching a second show on this here stream, and it's going to be live, and it's going to be on video, and it's going to be Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central on the Beyond the Blast Stores channel. It's a show called Streaming Star Wars, and it's going to be myself and David Amelotti, and we are going to spend some time every Friday reviewing, recapping, analyzing, and obsessing over the Star Wars content that's coming from Disney+. Plus. So, of course, we'll start with The Mandalorian, which starts on November 12th. We're going to premiere our show on November 8th, sort of looking forward to not just The Mandalorian, but all the content that's going to be coming from Disney+. Plus. And then every Friday... After you've watched the latest show that's dropped from Disney+, Plus, we're going to get on live and not only talk about it ourselves, but open that chat so that we can have those conversations with you where the action really happens. So please join us there every Friday night, 10 p.m. East, 9 p.m. Central, on the Beyond the Blast Doors YouTube channel for streaming Star Wars. But now, I'm excited to bring you an interview with WSTR Media's Todd Hoffman. So, Todd, thank you so much for joining me tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, man. Good, good, good. Pleasure to be here. This aside, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, I I know you because I've been following you probably since I've been uh, in the social media space here, but um, maybe tell me, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are and a little bit about WSDR. Sure. Yeah. Uh, my name is Todd Hoffman. I'm from Chicago. Uh and yeah, I've been podcasting for about two years, uh, started in December of 2016. Uh, and yeah, I really, really, really like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's the site. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so when did you get into Star Wars? How long, like when you were a kid and maybe tell me a little bit about that. 
Yeah. So um, I started getting Star Wars when I was five. And so uh, the first movie I saw was Empire Strikes Back in the theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, honestly, when Luke was in the Wampa Cave, that's when, when that's when the movie magic happened. And, uh, you know, uh, I just remember very vividly, like, you know, Luke trying to reach for his lightsaber. I'm just like, you got to use the force. And that's what he did. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it was a, it was a great moment. And, uh, yeah. So honestly, since I've been five, I've been pretty much all in on star Wars. So yeah. Now, had you seen yeah. any hope before, um, before you saw it? No, no, no. I, I saw, uh, empire and then return. I, I don't remember seeing a new hope cause I was only two at that time. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, um, yeah. so tell us a little bit about the, uh, the podcast. Uh, what, what's your focus? Sure. So I'm, uh, it's WSTR Galactic Public Access. And the whole idea is kind of a little callback to um, radio. So Mm -hmm. WSTR, uh, if you're not familiar with like radio handles and stuff like that. So W is like east of the Mississippi and then K is um, west of the Mississippi. And so that was how they uh, before gamer tags and all those, you know, stuff, uh, they started doing, um, kind of like Morse code, like a little four letter handle. Right. Um, and that's how they was like, Hey, this is me, you know, for a little handle, uh, for a little handle. And then, um, we, uh, kind of adopted that and just, uh, that's our call letter. So WSDR, um, and we just thought it would be cool to be kind of like, something on Curacao where it's like this kind of NPR kind of thing where, you know, you just like tune into the, the local channel and, and get all your news and stuff like that. So our, our main focus is pretty topical. Um, we do a lot of new stuff, but we also do uh, deep dives into uh, different characters. And uh, the other thing we kind of do is, Really, I recently I've been really trying to push like getting other people on the podcast and just yeah. like let's talk, let's talk and you know, pick a subject and then try to uh, you know, uh, tailor to the guests like what do you want to talk about and kind of figure out and kind of expand a little bit. And that's that's been really exciting, that's opened up a lot of doors and uh, it's been really positive in the Star Wars community. So, yeah, uh, we try, we try to be doing that a lot more. So, I think it's kind of interesting, and, and actually, some of the guys are are on the line watching with us right now. But it's um, as we experiment with this sort of live recording situation. But it's it's interesting how there's a group of of like podcasters. I guess if you go into podcasting, you you don't mind talking. So uh, you get a lot right, of right, podcasters yeah. are happy to talk about things with each other. It's like, yeah, it's like, hey, do you want to talk about Star Wars? Yeah, I'm already set up. Let's do it. You know. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that, I think that's what makes it fun. And honestly, I, I just uh, think the last year I, I've seen a real kind of insurgence of that and it's been fun, you know, and just honestly, I see a new, new podcast, try to reach out and try to figure out if we can connect and that kind of thing. So yeah, uh, that, that's been a lot of fun. So. So it's it's interesting because we're getting together today, and it was seven years ago today that uh, Disney and Lucasfilm's uh, uh, unholy matrimony <laughs> was yes. announced uh, yeah. seven years ago. Um, yeah, I remember where I was. Hurricane Sandy had just ripped through uh, New Jersey and actually the East Coast, and. Um, my wife and kids were uh, off at my brother-in-law's house because he had power and I did not. And I was staying with our relatively new home, like uh, waiting for the zombie apocalypse. And uh, right. the only thing I had was some, some internet access. And I remember 
uh, seeing the announcement uh, that that Disney uh, had purchased Lucasfilm. Where were you when right. it happened? What are your memories from that time? Uh, I I was I don't remember exactly. That was very vivid. I don't remember yeah. any of that. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know some people like remember where they where they were when they found out they were going to have a child or right, uh, right, exactly. When a major exactly. event happens, and me, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I honestly do remember that announcement. Um, I probably was commuting on the train, but, um, what I do remember is I immediately texted my good, texted my good buddy, Bobby. And I'm just like, if they don't get JJ for director for, cause it was almost like a one, two punch. If I remember correctly, like we're, we're buying star Wars and then we're going to make new movies. Right. And I remember texting my friend Bobby and I'm just like, if they don't get JJ, but I don't know who else they should get. I think JJ would be the perfect fit to make that happen. And yeah. so um, I just remember having that conversation like very vividly. I'm like, they got to get JJ, you know? And um, I think it was a couple, I, I was caught like a week or two later. That's when they're like, and JJ is going to announce. So I'm like, yes, yes. That's, that's, that's who I wanted. You know, there was only a couple directors i felt like could handle that and again i'm not really a star trek fan but i felt like especially when he kind of rebooted star trek and i was like yeah i i'm into this i can i can get into this so um i thought i thought it was really good you know yeah. and so Hey, Jar Jar, Jar, uh, Jar, 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 or JJ, JJ Banks, Jar, yeah, JJ Banks. It's the same. It's the same. It was, it was the perfect combination. And, and yeah, like you, I, um, I wasn't necessarily a, um, um, I wasn't necessarily a, uh, a Star Trek fan either, but I loved what he did with the Star Trek movies. They became movies that I, I liked seeing. So, uh, right. I was excited to see what, what he was going to do with it. And, you know, I feel like, and I'd love your thoughts on this. It feels like the fandom has sort of uh, evolved. And I mean, it's been seven years, which that alone seems crazy yes, to me. It's, that it's, it's crazy it's to me. Long, it's right? crazy. So, yeah, it's um, crazy to me. Uh, but I, I, and you were, you were saying about how, you know, it feels like there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, podcasts popping up and, and the fandom has exploded. I mean, for me, getting back to this fandom after working with Star Wars Galaxy back in the nineties and, you know, never yeah. leaving the fandom, but never really actively engaging. Um, what's, what's, what, what, what are your thoughts on how uh, and what you've seen uh, in this sort of evolution? Because it also sort of hit at the same time that social media blasted off at the same time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, come on. I was back in, you know, 99 when you're like trying to download the QuickTime video of <laughs> the Phantom Menace and just going to town on that. Um, my first exposure to actually like um, I'm not the only one was Celebration 2. Okay. So I went to Star Wars Celebration 2 back, uh, it was in 2002, mm-hmm. um, in Indianapolis. And so that was my real first exposure to like, oh, there's like other people that really, really like Star Wars. Like, I, you know, I'm always known as the Star Wars guy, you know, right. and right. I was like, I, it just was kind of, uh, confirming i guess you know just like oh there's other people out there that really enjoy star wars and want to talk about it and get nerdy about it Mm -hmm. and so i felt like that was kind of my first exposure to that you know um but i i agree with you since kind of the um acquisition i obviously social media has really taken off and uh has created um you know a lot 
make, making the world a lot smaller, you know, right. which is a good thing. Right. Um, but I, you know, and you experience this too. It's like, uh, there was a lot of people that hated the prequels. Right. <laughs> right. It wasn't, it, it wasn't as immediate. You had yeah. to dig for it, but it was there, you know, I, I mean, everyone was knocking on Jar Jar from the get go. And, um, yeah, it's just, it, it was, uh, it was a, it was a trying time as well. So I wouldn't say it's like it hasn't that, that kind of negativity is a little bit more present now and more uh, right up in front than it was in the past. But there's always, you know, there's always people like, you know, saying George can't make a movie and, you know, George kind of came out and said, it's like, why would I want to make any more movies? You guys would just hate them. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, it is true. And it's, it's funny. I found this article as we were uh, preparing to get on it and it was from the day uh, or uh, within a day of it. And, and social media jumped all over, all over, uh, all, all, all over the purchase with, you know, comments like, uh, you know, depressed Darth, who's always very funny. And actually when he was yes. he's my very first guest, actually Your very first one. Yes, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he, he said like it was the best thing that ever, obviously that ever happened to him. But it was funny because his tweet at five sixteen, which was I think like within an hour, was that nothing says evil empire better than being owned by a Disney. <laughs> right, exactly. And, it, and it's funny exactly. because I, I feel like that was kind of the the point of view was what's Disney going to do to this, and and I I wonder if um if that was. Either if, if the fandom menace kind of thinking started at that point, and I, I don't want to give them a lot of airtime, which is that that sort of thinking of what's what's going to happen to my franchise. Yeah, I, but but we don't own Star Wars, so that's right. That's right, and I think that that <laughs> yeah, that's a really important thing to always <laughs> remember. That it's it, it even you know. So, what are your thoughts on the special editions? Like for me, I go back and forth, right? Yeah, where do you where do you come in? Uh, where I come in, I well it got me back into the theater, so mm-hmm. that was super exciting. And obviously, being a little bit older, uh, I got to see all three films in three months, which was fantastic. Right. You know, so um, I really enjoyed that. That was like kind of that movie moment as far as just getting all the butts in the seats. We know what's going to happen, but just we're there to experience it together and have that collective thing, you know, right. yep. uh, collective experience. And, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the special editions. Um, the only thing that I don't like is, you know, Greedo shooting first, but right. other than that, <laughs> I I'm okay with the other little tweaks. Um, you know, um, uh, but the, the first one, I was like, "Oh come on, there!" Yeah, no, Greedo's not going to get the jump on Han. You know, like <laughs> that's not possible. That's, that's impossible. But it, um, it, it's funny it, because I, I think that's the, the reason. The reason I think it's directly related to it from that it's it's right. not we don't own Star Wars. Is I think people no. to to your point about yeah, I I did not care for Greedo shooting first, and I yeah, I actually almost well, feel and, like and Han does this like ninja move with a neck, and it just it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but that, that's where the, the whole sort of perception or the, the ownership, the public outcry that these are, that you can't go back and, and change it. And I've had arguments with not arguments, but uh, uh, conversations uh, with people about, you know, like can an, what's the artist's right at that point it, to go back and change things. Once it's become, once, once you release it, 
where does it become no longer yours and becomes the public's? And I, I, mm. I really don't know because I, I feel like as the, look as, as a musician, I'm always when I record a song, every time I listen to it, I hate it and I want to go back. Yeah, and, and you want it. So yeah, and you want you want to remix it or do whatever you know. So right. yeah, right. I I mean it's his. He can do whatever he wants. It's his, you know. And I honestly, it it was for our benefit because he was experimenting with trying to figure out can we do this and is there still an audience out there because you know we were in the dark times for a little bit there so it was you know going on uh what was that six you know 16 years so you know that when the special editions come out it was about you know 14 years or so and well yeah yeah 14 years or so um you know and so He's like, is there still people out there? You know, and yep. I went, I went every time, you know, went a couple <laughs> times to see it. You know, so. How was your fandom impacted during the, what's been commonly referred to now as the dark times between dark time, the dark, <laughs> the, the dark times before you got to yeah. say it dramatically, you got to say it dramatically, the dark times, the dark times. Yeah. yeah the, right. Yeah, not at all. I've read 99% of the Expanded Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I played every video game that came out for the PC because I just wanted it all. And um, Dark Horse with Dark Empire just lit the fire, my creative juices. I'm like, oh, yes, this is amazing, you know, yeah. with... Uh, the kind of alternate universe of, you know, Luke kind of going bad. And, you know, I, I, I just dug all of that. And so, um, yeah, I, I was always, I was always in, I was reading so much. There was, I read everything that came out. I, I just couldn't get enough. And so really for me, what kind of sparked that was Timothy Zahn's Air of the Empire. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember in high school, some kid was reading it. I'm like, what are you reading? And he's like, it's a Star Wars book. And I'm like, they made a Star Wars book. He's like, yeah, it's pretty good. And I was like, I literally went to the comic book shop and like, give me, give me that, you know? And I, I, it was just at the right time for me. You know, I was, I was in high school and, um, socially awkward kid. And I'm just like, I still like Star Wars and I'm going all in, you know? And so, uh, for me, that really kind of, submitted you know like i'm 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 in so that's that's kind of where it started and yeah it was it was a deep dive after that <laughs> yeah you know we we kind of look at it as you know it we refer to it as kind of the the dark times but the reality is it it was just sort of like in a in kind of a deep sleep but it was still there because there was uh, i mean stuff. there were yeah, toys there, that were sneaking out every now and then and there were there were some toys uh, in fact that's kind of where that's where the sickness really took off was when uh power force two came out and i remember i was in college at the time and i just remember going to the local toys r us and there was just like a whole aisle full of star wars stuff that i haven't seen since i was a kid and i'm like okay i barely make any money you know with my college job and you know a little side little side thing at at the college and i was like i'm spending all my money on these you know, and in fact, what really happened was there's a guy and he's like combing through all these pigs. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, they've already, ha- they already have like defects. I was like, oh, tell me more. And he's like, well, they made Obi-Wan with like a huge lightsaber. And then there's a short lightsaber. And then there's like a Boba Fett with a half circle painted. And like, there's all these kind of like yep. 
And so he, he showed me like a both sides. He's like, yeah, you see on this package is like a long saber. And it's like, yeah. And he's like, here you go. I'm like, okay, I'm in. So <laughs> I, I literally started collecting as much as I can in, in college. And, um, you know, kind of that, that really kind of sparked the juices too. Just like I'm, I was collecting everything, you know, I really didn't have as a kid. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of like a rejuvenation in the sense, you know, like, Oh yeah, I, I, I have these, I, you know, I still have my original uh, Star Wars figures that I played in the sandbox until they're like, there's no paint on them or, <laughs> yep. um, you know, I would, I would literally, uh, freeze my figures like carbonite, you know, I put them in a cup of ice, <laughs> cup of water, throw in the freezer and then like pull them out and then like melt them. Like they were coming out of carbonite. I, I mean, that that's, that's kind of where my, you know, I was in the, in the sandbox playing with star Wars and GI Joe and all that, uh, you know, <laughs> So, so yeah, it really, it really kind of took off as far as just, you know, when, when that, that, cause power of the force two and the special editions kind of were almost right at the same time, uh, right. as far as, you know, wh- where they're at in 97 there. So, yeah. So when the prequels came out, what were your initial thoughts of the prequels? What did you feel about, uh, the films and, uh, how do they, how do they strike you? Uh, Phantom Menace for me was weird in the sense that, um, well, first of all, was there midnight first one in line got, got mm-hmm. our, me and my, me and my four buddies we were in the paper. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was, it was, you know, like I, well, cause at that time, you know, I, I think you know this, like there's some dude in China, uh, Chinese man theater, like spent a hundred days before yep. like, and I'm like, I think I could do a couple hours before the movie theater, you know? So like, we just, um, we just, uh, you know, we went, I went after work and I really didn't plan it out. and was like, oh, I'm hungry. You know, can somebody bring me food? And you know, like, you know, that kind of thing. And so, um, it was just, it was just a fun experience, you know, um, just hanging out and then really start a lot of people start showing up like, you know, uh, this eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, you know, and then, but we were the first in line to got in the paper. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> that, that, that experience was awesome. Cause like, everyone's like, why are you waiting out here? I'm like, Oh, Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, I thought Star Wars, you know, like, no, this is like new Star Wars. And they're like, Oh, okay. Okay. You know, and just, it wasn't too common, but uh, I don't know how anyone didn't know about it because merchandise team was every, I mean, they, oh, yeah. they, I mean, you couldn't go to any kind of store without knowing like star Wars was happening, you know? Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would say from, from a film perspective, it was a little slow for me, just like a new hope. I thought, you know, um, I mean, the exciting part for me obviously is like, you know, when dual fates, hits on, and you're like, yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> this is, this is cool. Um, but I was also, you know, I, I know you talked about this before, but like, you know, like Qui-Gon's noble and, you know, the soundtrack comes out a couple of, I'm like, dude, really? You know, like, yeah. couldn't we like, yeah. couldn't we like do like in the old days where you didn't want to know about Yoda or the Ewoks and just put a black Sharpie across it? Like, 
<laughs> could you just do that for the soundtrack? You know? Yeah. And, and so, now, I mean, that, that scarred me for life. I, I'm, uh, I, I don't want to look at the, uh, the last, uh, the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Right, we're gonna see, we're gonna see Kylo, we're gonna see Kylo Ren, Noble End, and you're like, okay, right, right. Kylo's funeral pyre. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) Are you being serious right now? You know, it's just you know, it's interesting because they did release the book um, before, like a month before, I think, uh, Terry Brooks' book. So I read the whole thing. I kind of knew what was happening. You know, I had to. I already did, but. Um. I, yeah, I was just like I. I think the soundtrack came out around the same time the book, and I'm like, does it really have to do that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's yeah. strange because I mean, I think I could be wrong. You may know better than me. I think um, the Revenge of the Sith novel was actually out like a couple months ahead of time. Mm. Yeah, I read that. I mean, any. I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I know, I know, I know for a fact that it was like a month before. It was like in April it came out, and it had like a couple different covers, you know, yeah. exclusive covers and stuff like yeah. that. But um, uh, and now, yeah, but I, I mean, the it was weird because it's like, okay, this is it, it was. I saw it probably 12 times in the theater. Like I just, it was new star Wars. And I'm like, I have to see this as much as I can. Um, but I, you know, at that time, I think it was 20 something. And I was like, right. As soon as Jar Jar spoke, I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I was like, no, 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 no. I, I think that's, that's my only problem with Jar Jar is that it's not, it's not who he is or what he is, but it's the amount of screen time he gets. Like, it's a good point. I, I, right. I, I, you know, like and now tw- looking even like 20 years away from it, it's like, it was revolutionary. And I, 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 and I, it's a digital character, but like, I just didn't think he needed to be in almost every shot, you know, right. like, right. and, and that, that was my thing. Like I'm, I'm okay with the sidekick. I'm okay with, Again, like we see this before, like an indigenous species and Qui Gon Jinn, like it's like there's a reason we met him, and I get, I get all that. I'm just yep. saying, you know, Jar Jar doesn't need to be in it, like, you know, ninety percent of the film. You know, yeah. Yeah, so, well, you know it's, it's almost like George. I, I think I, the way I put it before is that uh, yeah, uh, George spent too much time in the toy box instead of at the you know, the director's chair. And I think part of the challenge yeah. too is that, that, yeah. you know, nobody had ever directed a movie with that much green screen and with a fully digital character. So that's where he gets the free pass for me. But at the end of the day, you're right. Yeah. Darger was way too present for, for that. He, film. He's just, yeah, we know George, you can do this, but you don't have to have him in every frame, you know? Right. Um, I, yeah. But John Williams for me, save that, save the saved, Phantom Menace. I mean, his that's that's episode one score is just unbelievable. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I was uh, I was on I was talking the other day to the um, the Bombad cast, and we were talking about episode one. Yeah. They're doing their their fun, really fun build up of of up to yeah. episode nine. And one of the things we talked about, and I hadn't thought about it till they had 
sort of reminded me is that the music from Phantom Menace has been used. It's become a staple in a lot of things. I mean, the example I gave on their show was my kids or my son loved playing the uh, Disney Infinity game. Yes. Yes. And And it's, yeah, it's it's pretty present there. It's all, yeah, it's pretty present. Yeah. And, and yeah, it doesn't, it's weird because it also doesn't really come back too much after Phantom Menace. I think that March that, that doesn't you don't hear that a lot more after that movie i think but either way the movies those three movies had such a great soundtrack it's often it's often overlooked i think how great that soundtrack really was yeah it's good even scary i i even scary i have um let's see if i can find them i have i have yoda back here i have phantom as yoda back there Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And so um yeah, he uh he's scary, dude. They didn't get Yoda right, man. But it's okay. It's yeah. Okay. But yeah, but they but they uh but again, without those movies, you don't get not only do you not get 7, 8 and 9, but you don't get um you don't get Avengers and you don't get the the other sort of modern You don't movie. get you Yeah, don't get, I mean you you don't get Lord of the Rings, you don't I mean Gollum is like the next digital character that really took off too, you know I mean? Right. It's interesting too. Cause like you have the matrix, the matrix and Phantom Menace came out the same year and the matrix <laughs> won the Academy Awards, you know? Um, but that the matrix and, and, and Phantom Menace really set the tone for what we are today, you know? Yeah. It's, so, it's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing too, that is surprising to me is how well, maybe not, visually the films of age, but how well they've aged as a result of all the content that's come together since then. And the, mm-hmm. the importance of those three movies has be, has come to life. I think I, I, I'm a firm believer that in 20 years from now, everyone's going to be like, wow, the last Jedi was amazing. Yeah, I, I miss you. <laughs> so I, 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 I think, you know, what fascinates me more than anything really is the entry point for people in Star Wars. Yeah. I, I really like, I, I think that's probably the coolest thing, you know, um, wh- what, what got you into Star Wars, you know, and, uh, I think that that's kind of the coolest thing. And you can see, you know, you can, definitely see like oh well phantom phantom menace was my favorite movie but there's a lot of closet prequel kids for a while sure and now and now that they're now they're technically in their 20s you know or you know uh mid mid 30s or whatever it's like oh i really did enjoy the prequels it's like okay you know yeah yeah, i mean it's true because also you know that was uh, you know it really truly was the rebirth of star Wars. And, uh, you know, you speak to people who are, who are a generation behind, behind us. I, you know, I think I'm a couple of years older than you, but, but the prequels were their movies. And, you know, I hadn't thought about it till I was, I was actually talking to my dad. I have a, a seven year old son. And, and he said, you know, that next trilogy, which is coming yes. eventually yes. will be his yeah. star Wars. Right. Cause right now it's right. fun for him, but he's, you know, he's seven and it's just action and adventure yeah. and all that stuff. And, yeah. Uh, whereas my daughter, who's ten, I feel like the sequels are her trilogy, and and yeah. those entry points are are really pretty amazing, and all the other content that's coming out as well. 
I got a question from Beyond the Blast Doors here, and he's asking yes. us. Okay. Um, good old David Amalotti. Uh, speaking of the Phantom Menace, a lot of people seem to like Maul's return in the Clone War series while it upset yeah. others. Where do you stand on his return and his role in Rebels and Solo? How do you feel about that? That's a great question. Well, I think, you know, they two mess steps, I guess. I mean, uh, Qui-Gon's death uh, was like, oof, why did they do that? Because I yeah. love Qui- Qui-Gon's probably one of my favorite characters. Um, but it's kind of like I took it as at that time, I was like, oh, it's kind of like Obi-Wan being that mentor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was one and done. I thought Maul was a complete misstep in the sense that he's on all the marketing and he doesn't speak too much and then you kill him off. It, it's kind of like that. Oh, you're doing a Boba Fett thing now. You're just yeah. throwing him in the Sarlacc pit. Cause you don't know what to do with them or, you know, and I think obviously, um, you know, you can't beat that lightsaber fight. And I think George knew he did a messed up and that's why <laughs> he did it. And, uh, that's why you added him back in Clone Wars. And I, I, I absolutely love what they did with him in Clone Wars and um, man, that rebels episode of him and Obi-Wan is it's that, that is up there as far as one of my favorite episodes. It just, you know, it's such, it's far, such a it, simple it, scene too, right? I it's mean, it was, just, it's just a, you know, it's a bang, bang play. It's just like, that's it. And he's done. But just there's so so much character growth even for maul in that short amount of time it's just like you know oh you're protecting somebody you because he was using that he was trying to use that he knew that obi-wan was doing something more and he's like oh now he can avenge us and you know and i i i like it i i mean i was super surprised about the solo appearance too because i feel like that first of all that it, it validated, oh, okay, nerds that you're watching animated <laughs> shows that this means something. I don't think they had to go with the colored hologram because it's like, oh, now we're doing colored. So right. we know that it's a red lightsaber. Oh, that's Darth Maul because he has the light. It was like too heavy handed in a sense, but it's a great scene. I just, I think they were trying to like really dumb it down. Like, Hey guys, this is really Darth Maul, you know, like, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, just with robot legs. I get it. Okay. You know, but, and, and it's, it's, um, it, it was one of those things I've talked about this on the show a number of times. And I think it's yeah. the challenge facing Disney is, is bringing those things back and how do you mend it, meld it rather into, yeah. um, into the overall canon, into the films. Um, because I, I, the example I, I've given is when I walked out of the theater with my friend, who we always go see all the films together early, he, yeah. his first question was, wait a second, wasn't that guy dead? And when did this film take place? Is this before that? And Right, right. And so you have to explain, like, okay, so he was really angry. And so... <laughs> He fell down this tube, but then he got really angry and was at this junkyard and then became a spider. But then the Lady Tazma, you know, it's like, you gotta watch like five seasons of Clone Wars to right, figure it out. Like, all, yeah. right, all right, so you're just telling me he survived. That's it. Yes. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> he was really, really, really mad. And so you have to just go with it, you know? Um, and quite, fr- quite frankly, we're getting the same thing with Emperor, you know? He's really, really ticked off and, uh, that blue stuff, you know, he, he somehow 
bonded to the Death Star, and he's great now. Yeah, so. well, and I think that that's that's why I think his fans are putting together theories, and and I always talk about fan theories being both the best and, and most dangerous thing for a series. But I think that's one of the challenges that they're going to face here is um, not them, but I think fans. Uh, there's no way you're going to be while there may be a world between worlds type of connection, right? For example, yeah, it's you that, can't introduce that, that at right. this point. No, <laughs> right? Okay, there's going to be the space bridge, right? And then you're going to see you're going to see the emperor on the other side, and it's like blood sacrifice with this blue lightning, and then he's going. Yeah, no, you can't, you can't do it all right, right. there. Yeah, and as I, much as much as I want to see that, as much as I want to see Thrawn come from the unknown regions, I mean, that's all too much to kind of put in, but yeah. you know, you right. can dream, you can dream, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it also puts them in this dangerous spot because I think, you know, we started talking a little bit about Star Trek at the top. One of the things that always pissed yeah. me off about Star Trek was you had 50 minutes of a, of an interesting plot. And then, you know, Scotty discovers that if they flip this switch, they beat the enemy. And it's like, so star Wars has to be careful that they don't say, ah, nine movies, but there is this little crystal that's on this far off planet. (laughs) Whoa. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, there's definitely going to be some kind of goober or some kind of MacGuffin where it's just like, here's how you're going to find that. And that's what Kyle is going to pick up. And I'll find that bird, but yeah, right. so you have to be smart about it. And it's kind of, it's not our job, but I think if you try to make a movie, if, yeah, if you try to make a movie to appease fans, you are, you run yourself into a lot of risk. And I think that's where I hope they do some risks here. Um, mm-hmm. just because it's, again, it's not your fan theories are great, but it's not your movie, you right. know, it, this, I mean, it's it's telling certain themes that repeat and that's what's the beauty about star wars it repeats these themes that are throughout the whole truth it rhymes yes <laughs> it rhymes or if you're you're into ring theories there you know there's there's uh, you know concentric circles that they, you know there's all these different things and um but yeah i think i think that's the beauty of star wars is that there's all these different themes you know what are you looking forward to uh, in other content beyond just the rise of Skywalker? Cause I think we're all looking forward to that. Dude, Mandalorian. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I saw that at celebration, I was at the panel at celebration in Chicago and I'm just like, is this really, really happening? Like, this is going to be like super fresh star Wars. And right. I, I, I could, I couldn't believe it, man. I, I, I mean, I am so, I'm more excited for that than the rise of Skywalker actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because it, it's, it's amazing. It looks amazing. I can't wait to just like absorb that. It's like a new, it's a new take. You kind of know what's going on in the universe, but it's a new take and it's new fresh characters. And so get to the, see that I think is going to be, just amazing so i'm really stoked about that um you know now we have you know just recently you know our game of Thrones buddies are off the off the table and yeah uh, you know you're you're wondering if is brian ryan in trouble or you know you don't know i don't know you know it's like that's not my job to figure out but Mm -hmm. um i i i I am excited to kind of move on from skywalker saga because i think that's where from a legends perspective it got a little old. It's like, okay, you're telling me that Luke Han and Leia are doing all this stuff, saving the galaxy every time. 
and there's no like there's no slowing down you know and that, i think that's right it, it's it's kind of tough you know um in legends it was kind of tough like wait they're just keep on doing what they're going to do you know and so right. um i think that's I, I i i'm you know everyone can question like how they they didn't we didn't have the big trio back but i think it's kind of good because it's this is a next generation thing and it has to be their story. You know, where, so. where do you want, where do you want to see the story go? What do you want to see to go old Republic? Do you want to see it move forward? Hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I think honestly, what's, what would be really cool, um, would be more or less before the Jedi council takes shape. Like there was a, some kind of skirmish and the Jedi have a decision like, no, I want to be a warrior. No, I want to be like a peace, you know, like I want to be more Zen like, and I would like, there's a division, there's a division in the Jedi sect in a sense. And that it's like, okay, we were doing this and now we're at a time of peace. And then that's why, that are bringing all these rules because we didn't want to, you know, and the, you have kind of these kind of Jedi like, no, I want to be a warrior still. And others that no, we have to follow this kind of like peace, peace kind of thing. And right. I think that would be kind of interesting to see maybe not the origin of the Jedi, but just like a little bit before the prequels and, you know, maybe something where there was a, a division uh, causing the split in the Jedi in a sense. And I, I think that would be kind of an interesting area to explore because a thousand years of peace is not really very exciting. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. So just, you know, so I guess you would have to say like, yeah, definitely kind of old Republic would be a kind of a cool thing. Um, it, you don't want to get too far in the future. Cause then it's like, well, now there is, it's, there's no connection, you know? Right. So unless you want to, you know, cause then what happens then it's like gimmicky in a sense where I was like, Oh, well we're kind of repeating the same things. Like this is, you know, a orphan person on a desert planet. And you're like, Oh, wait, wait, did I see this already? You know, <laughs> and, and people would be complaining about that. So you have to be, you know, you have to be, you have to be careful right there. You know? Yeah. So we're at that point in the show where I have a little 10 question thing. Are you familiar with that? Okay. I, of <laughs> course I'm familiar with that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Honestly, I, I think that this is my favorite part of the show. Um, <laughs> and I've listened to so many, I was just like, Oh yeah, this is great answers. And I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I, I won't let you down, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny to me too. Like when I ask the questions, I always feel like I know what I'm thinking in my head. And then somebody gives an answer. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't think of that. That's I great. didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's so, amazing. You know? <laughs> so let's kick it off with what is your favorite star Wars movie, TV show or book? Okay. Uh, well, I'm going cliche here because my favorite movie is Empire Strikes Back. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it just really, you know, it was the first thing I saw as a kid and it just, the snow battle, the Hoff sequence at the beginning. I mean, it's just everything that I want and more. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, you know, it just, you know, um, every time it snowed, uh, you know, we're, you know, Luke and Han and Chewbacca and, you know, <laughs> just making snow forks and yeah. the Empire, you know, Empire's after us and, you know, our sleds are the snow speeders. I mean, it's just 
really kind of, you know, resonated with me, but, um, favorite book, I, I, master and apprentice is really, really good. Cause I, I, I love Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan's yeah. relationship. So, um, that's super fascinating to me. Dooku Jedi lost is fantastic, you yeah. know, um, and lost stars even though it's kind of a love story is really claudia gray is just she's probably my favorite author of she gets Jedi, star wars so. i was actually I she, was, yeah i was hoping yeah. she was going to get the novelization of Jedi, yeah. uh, uh, the last skywalker but you know what right. she might be one of those authors that it's just better having her write her own thing and i think we we yes. benefit from yeah. that right right yeah yeah so well done. So the follow-up question, of course, is what's your least favorite Star Wars movie, TV show, or book? Uh, yeah. Um, I, again, I think Phantom Menace is probably my least favorite. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I, I, it's not that I don't, there's parts that I really do enjoy, but I just, yeah, there, there's just some parts that I can't, oversee i guess you know um right, right. But, yeah it's still you know the funny thing about phantom menace and we, we've done a couple of these you know kind of review like retrospective reviews and it's like literally george lucas did like a train model special effects like he <laughs> basically took live action and a train model and put that together and that's the phantom menace and it's like so you're telling me you're telling me that all these, th- like, you look at, like, the uh, pod, race, the pod race scene where it's like, that whole stadium is a miniature. And you're like, right. yeah. Wait. And the Q tips? Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> Those are like live people, you know? So, like, it, it's funny because it's like, you know, you think it's all CGI, but they did so many practical effects. And it's just oh, like, sure. he well, shot, like- you know, like, he shot all that stuff, like, like, four, you know, like one quarter scale. And you're like, wait. So the planet Naboo. It, like feed is a model and you're like, right. yep. <laughs> yep. And then they just threw it, you know, sprinkle in some live action guys, you know, and, the, and it was like, okay, so this is like a master class and like miniature shooting. Okay. Right. I get, I get it. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, it, it's underappreciated for that. So I, you know, I give George credit for that, but it is still kind of like my least favorite. So that's fair. That's totally. Fair. Yeah. 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 So would you consider yourself an Imperial or a rebel? Easy Imperial. I'm part of the, uh, I'm part of the five of first. So So you're a car. I I can't, (laughs) I I literally, I literally carry it. Um, yeah, I, I, I have, I only have, I'm been a member since like 2016. So, um, that was the other thing that like, uh, celebration two, is the first time I saw the 501st. Okay. And I was waiting in line to get in and I looked across the street and they're all taking a group photo. And I was just like, <laughs> why are all these stormtroopers here? And <laughs> how did they get access to this? And, you know, and really in celebration two, they're kind of almost like security. They're like stationed at different um, entrances and kind of like, it added a little feel to it, you know, and, yep. uh, it, it was amazing. I was like, I need this right now. You know, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to do it right now. And, um, 
it took me a long time, but, uh, since, you know, uh, but I really started getting serious about it a, a couple years ago. I'm just like, every time it was that they were at the comic con, I would ask questions and I'm just like, I need to know how to get into this secret club, you know? Right, right. And, uh, so I finally, I finally pulled the plug, did the thing. And, uh, yeah, so I joined in end of November of 16. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a lifelong dream and it's probably been the most rewarding thing as a star Wars fan. So, so are um, you, what, what do you, uh, what do you play? I am a, a, a new hope, uh, stormtrooper. So I, I stormtrooper for me, uh, is just iconic, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I just, I had to be a stormtrooper. That's like, I, that's, if I'm going to do it, if I'm only going to do this once, I might as well do the thing that I love the most, you know? So, um, they didn't design it very well. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no wonder, you know, they they get a bad rap for not making precise shots, but you know, as Obi-Wan said, only Imperial stormtroopers can make these, you know, these right. blast points are too, are, are precise, too precise for sand troopers, you know? So, right. Yeah. Oh, that's, you know, I, I have nothing but admiration for, for five Oh first. I did something I would, I, I like to say, I'd like to do it. I mean, if I'm being realistic, I just know I wouldn't have, I don't have the skills to put that stuff together. I, I've yeah. been Kylo Ren for Halloween for the last three years and probably will be tomorrow night. Right. Right. It's pretty easy. It's just really nice. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but I am, you know, ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted stormtrooper armor. So I, yeah, it, dude, it, it, I, like I said, it, for me, it's probably the most rewarding thing because it's, it's that in between of like, I'm doing some, I'm kind of giving back to the community, but at the same time, I'm dressed up as a stormtrooper. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. I, and so instead of me getting that photograph with that stormtrooper, when I'm at like comic cons, I'm doing that same kind of service to people, you yeah, know, and yeah. I just, to me, it's just so much fun. And like, um, you know, I, you know, I'm going all out. I got a, you know, I got a voice modulator that makes a little static burst. So, oh, that's um, nice. that's cool. You know, it, I just love to have fun and it, and it's both for adults and kids as far as just like, I want to give that high five to a little kid, but I also, you know, want to joke around with adults and I, I think it's just a very, it's a fun thing to do, you know? And, um, it's very rewarding. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, if I could do it all over again, I'd probably not collect anything and probably have like 7,000 outfits and, you know, <laughs> you know, cause I, I, I went hard. <laughs> I went very hard on the collecting for a long time. And I, I really feel like it, it's money well spent to, to kind of, yeah. And, and do you know so but again you have to be at a certain level and I, i'm at that sort of like yeah i want to sweat for star wars and you know and and uh and do that thing so <laughs> when the joy that that you guys bring to kids i have um my first experience with and i don't even know if they were the five or first yet but when i went to the uh when i was at the imax premiere of the special effects film which was my first story for star wars galaxy magazine and there were stormtroopers walking around the the, uh, the Liberty Science Center in New Jersey, and I was like, "Oh my God, there are stormtroopers here!" So, as an adult, it brought me joy. But when you know, I've been to like local baseball games and things where the, the stormtroopers there, and my my kids, it's everything to them. We had a, a saber guild come to my son's birthday party a couple of years ago. Oh, and, dude, yeah. And so, 
just Star Wars in real life for for I would say just kids, but it's absolutely not kids. Like I was as I was as into the the Saber Guild being at my house as the kids were. Maybe, yeah, right. more so. Maybe more so. Right, probably, <laughs> right, probably. You're you're pumping dual fates in the background. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like literally the first thing I did, uh I um I did a birthday party for somebody that was turning 40, you know, and it was like a friend of my friend of my dad's and uh, you know, he's like, Hey, you know, can, can you come and do this? So I surprised him. He didn't even know it was like a surprise birthday party. And I brought a balloon. I was like the party clown basically, but I was a stormtrooper <laughs> and it was just like a super cool, you know, it was just like, it was like, he was super into star Wars and he's like, I just, you know, I just rang the doorbell and, you know, did the thing. And I was like, this is, this is it. You know, this is, this is what I, I, I like to do. And it's all about giving that kid the high five. And, yep. you know, we, we do so many cool things and like, it's such an awesome experience. Um, you know, we have this big thing, uh, I'm in Chicago and we do this big thing. Uh, it's called the Juliet star Wars day and it's for a library, a Juliet library. And, uh, mm-hmm. we, you know, we had the rogue one tank that was at celebration. I, I rode right next to it. You know, like I, I walked right next to a rogue one tank that this guy made, you know, and, and it's just like, what am I doing? Like what, what is happening here? You know? Um, yeah, it's just, it's just really cool. Uh, the other reason I'm an Imperial is that, uh, you know, I couldn't, I can't take my collection with me. So I started to get tattoos. Okay. And so, um, I have a full stormtrooper evolution tattoo sleeve. So that was another thing that. Yeah. So that's another thing that I just, I really enjoy, um, Star Wars. So I'm like, Hey, I, not only do I have like, you know, 250 Star Wars t-shirts or whatever, but I wear Star Wars on my sleeve, like literally. So people are like, Oh, you're into that thing. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) kind of, I'm kind of full blown. Like, you know, uh, I'm kind of full blown, (laughs) <laughs> uh fanatic in a sense like oh why would you do that i'm like because uh, i really like star wars well for know? the for the for the tweet card that i'm gonna put out with this you're gonna send me a picture of you with that with yes. that uh, sleeve because i uh yeah 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 i mean it's kind of hard to tell in podcasting but you know, like, <laughs> yeah yeah i can i can definitely send you a picture man so awesome. yeah it's yeah it was just it took six years it took a long time a lot of time and money but um, yeah, it's, that's also been really rewarding too. Just like it's a conversation starter, you know? Sure. Um, yep. and that's kind of where I, you know, like, Oh, you really like this. Uh, yeah. I have it on my sleeve. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I wear it on my sleeve. Literally, <laughs> literally, literally not figuratively, you know? So yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's bad, Pete. It's really bad. You know, like, <laughs> I, I think it's really good. <laughs> so, uh, the next question, um, is what is your favorite star Wars sound effect? That is pretty easy. That is the seismic charge from Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I just love, I just love that. I love that scene because there is no sound, and then you gotta have R four beeping like you know, and then all of a sudden you get this like major, almost kind of guitar sound coming out of it, yeah. and uh, visually 
it's fantastic. And so it's a good marriage of between sound and visuals, you know? Yeah. I think a very, a very close second is Sebulba's, um, pod racer. Dude, that, that thumping, I mean, in surround sound, Ben Burt literally was flexing that whole time. The pod race sequence in Phantom Menace is just, Ben Ben Burt just flexing. He's just like, you know, it's just it's so it's so crazy good. Um, You know, each pod has its own sound. Each of the characters have their own sound. It's just it's just uh, you know a cornucopia of like all the sounds, and and, and Ben Burt just pulls it off flawlessly. But you know, like when Saboba is like right up on Anakin, you know, yeah. and you could just hear that and you're like, yeah. the, the whole theater's shaking. You're like, what is happening? This, yeah. this is amazing. You know, yep. it's like, you, you, you kind of almost like have to turn. You're like, okay, okay. I, I'm not being chased by Saboba. So that, well, that's yeah, good. I mean, that's I, good. A shout out to the Holocronicles Chronicles guys. When we, t- we talked, we sort of had a, we, we had, we did our impressions of it. And so mine was sort of like a go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. What I remember is I, I remember because we, we talked before about Phantom Menace kind of leaving you a little flat or a little. I don't remember. Yeah. I remember speaking right, right. to friends of mine because I had gone to the premiere, not to, you know, brag, but it was totally awesome. Oh, right. I, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but, um, I remember a friend of mine was was asking me, so what it, what what was the best part? And I was like, mm. the sound effects in the pod race were it's ridiculous. just it's yep. ridiculous. Yeah, I, it's Ben Burt is just flexing. It's just like it's totally amazing. It's totally yep. amazing. So awesome. Yeah. So which droid do you prefer, R two or C three PO? Well, you know, C-3PO has always been annoying, but, uh, you know, for him, like, to uh, <laughs> just, like, kind of pull out your tar- heartstrings in the, the, the Rise of Skywalker trailer, I'm like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing here? Yeah, man? of all the characters uh, I expected yeah, to make me, like... Upset, or like sad. Right. It was not right. going to be him, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It's like why? Why am I getting? Why are you getting emotional with C three PO? I don't like this kid. You know, like um, I, I prefer R two because I feel like he's more uh, practical in a sense. Like he has, he's a Swiss Army droid. You know, Swiss Army knife droid. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. oh, okay, you can get me out of anything. You know, yeah. um, and you can't really. Uh, you know, um, he, he, he gets you out of jam. He doesn't talk and tell you the odds of things. He just beeps. And, you know, I think <laughs> I prefer R2 over anything. So, yeah. Do you think we'll see him fly in episode nine? Or do you think they were like, that was kind of a little too much. <laughs> okay. Here's, here's a hot take. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would say for that sequence, right? So that's at, we know that's added in post as far as like right. that whole droid kind of thing. And he's what, he's, what, what would you think if that was supposed to be Jar Jar instead flying. of C3PO? No, not oh. flying. C3PO going through. I, I just feel like. George went so gung ho on Jar Jar and the Phantom Menace, and even that, even what that some of that resistance he got back, he kind of wrote off Jar Jar too quickly in Attack of Clones. Yeah, and I really feel like like sequence playing out, 
it's not even in C-3PO's character to be kind of that goofy kind of like, oh, what's happening to me? I just feel like that scene would have played out better if it was Jar Jar, you know, like getting into that mess. I would agree with that. I think, yeah, C three P. That was the most over the top C three P. O. And it didn't. It yeah. didn't feel like his it, humor. Yeah, it, it just it just didn't fit. It's just like, what are you doing? I mean, I mean, again, R two coming to rescue that makes sense. Like, oh, all of a sudden he has Jeff back. Cool, but like C three P. O. In that sequence, it's like that's not really C three P. O.'s deal. He doesn't even like space travel. He's not going to be flying around and doing all this stuff, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think I think you're right, and maybe. Yeah, I mean, we've heard George say that C-3PO was the comic relief of, of you know, A New Hope, and maybe yeah. if Jar Jar, as Jar Jar was the comic relief in in uh, Phantom Menace, perhaps it would have, I would agree. I think we probably wouldn't, it wouldn't have been as memorable, or it wouldn't have, you know, scarred us for life. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. That's cool. Um, all right. So what spaceship or vehicle would you most like to own? Oh, I mean, slave one. Come on. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, I, I'm just a Boba Fett fan. I just, you know, um, again, a lot of mystery, obviously that gets kind of tainted into the prequels, but, uh, his art, you know, so here, I don't know. This is probably probably the two thousands. It was like a magic myth tour came to the food museum, which is like a big museum in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, uh, yep. And so at that, at that point, uh, my wife, my wife, Jen and I were just dating at the time. And I was like, oh, we got to go. This is like star Wars stuff. I have to go, you know? And so, mm-hmm. and you know, they had a lot of original models. They had, and the two things I remember vividly was the Boba Fett. They had Boba Fett, you know, in this acrylic case, and he's right there, like on like two Boba of, Fett. Yeah, yeah, it's the Boba Fett used, streamed, used Return of the Jedi costume, and I didn't move for like fifteen minutes. And she's like, "You want to move on?" I'm like, "No." Like I just like was memorized by like that character as a kid, and then now seeing it, like it's literally a foot in front of me. And I'm just like, what am I seeing? This is just, it was too much, you know, yeah. got the Wookiee braid and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, it's right there. It's right there. You know, and it's like, wait, are, is he wearing cargo pants? He's like, yeah, he's wearing cargo <laughs> pants. And it's just like, just how simple, but yet that paint scheme and everything they did. I mean, it's just so detailed. And then the other thing, which is kind of relevant to now is like, there's a lot of unused Ralph and Corey pictures that they did yes yeah and and they had they had vader's castle and i just like dude why is this not in the film you know and yeah. they just had like the lava and the you know it was like a, a throne and lava and there was some ralph mccory art that they used and i was i had there and it was just like this is the most amazing thing i've ever seen you know it's like unused it was unused stuff for return of the jedi i'm just like why <laughs> why wasn't this in the film you know and then yeah. t- then you know to flash forward to like rogue one you're like 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. They used it. They finally, yeah. they finally got back to it. I was like, that, that was awesome. You know? Yeah. So. We, we've seen, it looks like his, uh, his sketch for the emperor's throne is going to come to life in, in nine. It looks like. So. Yeah. Well, if you're not too familiar, I mean, Ralph McQuarrie is like literally in every episode. He's, I mean, like his artworks everywhere. Like the, the first store of snow troopers are Ralph McQuarrie's, the, the arch that right. Ray, go- right. yeah, the arch, the arch that Ray blows through with the Falcon off of Jakku. That's a Ralph McQuarrie design. You know, um, he's he's ever present. You know, yeah. and uh, to see that throne room, like, oh, okay, we're trying to up Game of Thrones, and then you're like. <laughs> Half a second later on Twitter, like Phil Stostack is like, "Oh, this is unused Ralph McQuarrie art." Of yeah. course it is. Right, right, you know? right. <laughs> right. We Why had your Iron be? Throne way before you guys. <laughs> yeah, <it>. right. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yeah, he's he he's an unsung hero of just like yeah of everything. Uh, but yeah, I was just like so blown away by the artwork that the, some of the unused stuff, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, so. But yeah, Boba Fett, Boba Fett, Boba Fett's my favorite. Well, Boba Fett's ship, Slave One. And then now, now that, you know, um, the, with the Razor Crests, you know, in that new trailer, I'm like, okay, you guys know what you're doing because that's like (laughs) total homage to, you know, the Slave One where you got the carbonite coming out of the, you know, the docking bay in the back. You're like, okay. I mean, that, 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 that's Filoni and Favreau, like, yeah, just having <laughs> yeah. So much fun. Yep. they're just high fiving each other. Hey, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So Porg, Ewok, or Jar Jar Binks, who's your favorite? Uh, my, one of my co-hosts, Heather would like this. I would, I, I hated the Ewoks, but I, I'm kind of, I would, cause I'm like, okay how can the empire just get beaten by a couple rocks and some sticks? And so I just like, <laughs> I couldn't buy it. Even when I was like, kid, I'm like, why, how is that possible? That's not possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Jar Jar would be a little too annoying. A porg, uh, they nest everywhere and make messes. So I would have to go with the Ewok and say, okay, Ewok, let, let's, let's hang out and, you know, give me- <laughs> beat some drums or something right. <laughs> uh you know yeah <laughs> all right so if you could be any character in star wars who would it be and why yeah that's a, that's a good one man um i think I think I would like to be a bounty hunter, (laughs) you know, just like, um, if I, if I had to make a living, I think I would do a bounty hunter thing. Cause it'd be like, it would be, it'd be cool to, uh, you know, pick, you know, get a job and see the universe, that kind of stuff. So I I think I would be (laughs) a, a bounty hunter, just like a generic bounty hunter, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I, you know, as far as like a real character, yeah, I don't know. It'd be kind of hard. I, I would say I, if I had to pick a class, it would be, I, I just want to be a bounty hunter, you know? All right. That's cool. So yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I see a, I see a Boba Fett 501st in your future somehow. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> or maybe maybe you'll be uh, the first Mando in your troop. That's right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, which trilogy is your favorite, the original prequels or sequels? I think I know this one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard. You can't say the sequels until we see the third act. So it's, yep. it's kind of hard to... I mean, I like where they're going. And um, yeah, it's kind of hard to to say sequels at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, it would have to be the original trilogy for me just because of what it is for my childhood, you know, but I respect all three. I think there's there, like, like we talked about earlier, there's always good and bad of all of them, but I'm always, I always say this, I say this on the podcast all the time. Any star Wars is good star Wars, you know? So (laughs) we're, we're, we're in a blessed, you know, you're going back to Disney buying it. I mean, like we're, we're in a blessed time. Like there's no way this would have happened with Lucas still at the helm. He just doesn't, doesn't have the energy and the resources and the time to do everything that they're doing. I mean, just like this, this next two months is just crazy. It's like, okay, we're going to get Mandalorian. We're going to get a new video game. We're going to get, you know, the rise of Skywalker. It's like, and then we get clone wars in February. It's like, what's happening what's happening here it's like it's like i tweeted this morning i said i I don't think we're prepared for this deluge we're we're about to to get i mean there's the first that in two weeks we're gonna get two two episodes of the mando and we're gonna get yeah yeah and i fall in order on video i i'm going to have to lock myself in a room my family will hate me but I'll be all right. And, yeah, and that week, I'm, I'm also I'm starting my other show. So I'm, I'm not. <laughs> right. Right. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, I, I, you can fault them all they want, but I mean, I'm glad they're kind of slowing down a little bit, but we would never get anything like this, you know? And, uh, it just, I, I think George definitely picked the right company to do this. And, mm-hmm. I mean, just look at what they did at, you know, with, with galaxy's edge. It's just like, okay, that's just stupid. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like, okay, now I have to go back and, and go there and, you know, check that out. But just like everything you see, it's just like the amount of detail is just yeah. phenomenal, you know? And, and, and as soon as that new ride comes out, it's going to be, all right, right. So you're saying, you got two fully built adats just sitting there and I get to go through it. And I was like, okay, I, I Oh, I know it looks, stuff. it looks insane. And, and, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons, uh, um, Anaheim is going to be Anaheim celebration. First of all, it will be my first celebration. Um, it's going to be, uh, maybe more expensive than, uh, my, <laughs> yeah, my kids right. college because right, I'm going right, right. to go to galaxy's edge. I'm going to be at the conference or the convention for four days. I'm bringing two kids, my wife. Right, so right, right, right. It's, I, I it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I can tell you, my kids are, are super, super psyched. And, you know, we talked a little bit at the beginning about sort of the evolving fan. Or, yeah. Or what, 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 I've made so many friends through the podcast and through Twitter. Yes. When yeah, I go to California, yeah. I got, People wait. You got, to hang you got out your own me, friend. So. You got your own friend group, man. Yeah. You know. So it's yeah, great. I think I think that's what's uh, super cool about celebration. Um, so I went to two and three because they're mm-hmm. both in Indianapolis, right? And um, I, I did, yeah, I can't go to California all this time, you know. And 
Pete, I screamed when, because I was like, oh, it's going to be Anaheim, it's going to be Anaheim. And then when they said Chicago, I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I was like, I I was just (laughs) stoked because it's like in my backyard. I'm like, I can't, I cannot not go. You know, like I have to go. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, to experience, experience, like, you know, again, you get that from the live streams and all that kind of stuff, like the experience, those trailer reveals and stuff like that. I'm like, I, I get to do that now, you know, it was just a a very surreal experience. And so, but like opening that up to experiencing like meeting other people and through the podcast and, you know, running into people that you talk to on Twitter and then all of a sudden like, right there you know and like yeah okay this is this is weird you know this is weird um like you know we ran into you know just like you know, like it was uh-huh. cool and then um <laughs> uh, brandon from talking Bay 94 like i was you know stars they like to do numbers and I, i'm looking okay like okay, we have the 99th episode. We got to talk about Phantom Mass. We got to, you know, like, oh, two, we're going to talk about Attack and Clones. I'm like, man, Docking Bay 94 would be cool to talk about. And then I saw Brandon had Talking Bay 94. I'm just like, I'm going to reach out to him. Like, come on to my 94th <laughs> episode, you know? And we became fast right. friends. And then, and then fast forward to Chicago, it's like, oh, we got to meet, you know, like randomly. I'm like, oh, dude, this is, this is so cool, you know? And it is, really um, cool, yeah. And then, um, I was stalking uh, Danny from Castle Castle Run Re- Weekly. He was on Celebration. <laughs> he went to Celebration 2017. And so, you know, I'm ha- you know, I, I, I'm living vicariously through everybody. You know, I'm right. just like, okay, I, I need to see what everyone's doing. And then I kept on liking Danny's stuff. And you know, we I like any good healthy internet internet relationship. I was stalking him. I'm like, dude, you're really cool. And then he's like, Oh, he's got a star Wars podcast. I'm like, Oh, cool dude. And you know, start talking and fast forward again to Chicago and got to meet him. And I'm just like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're going to be in a real treat, even though it's going to cost you an arm and leg. It's going to be, right. it's going to be my, yeah. my kids won't be able to go to college, but at least, <laughs> right, right. at least I'll right. get to hang out with Jason Ward in yeah right right you can't go to school but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i mean one of the main reasons i went to comic-con in new york was because i knew a couple of my podcasting friends were going to be there and so it was you know it was great to to meet Lacey and john from the resistance broadcast who were just you know great guys and even being on my show and everything i knew they were they were cool but they were just very you know, yeah. everybody just, we're all Star Wars fans. We have that in common. It's that thing we talked about before is when you were a kid and you had your friend group and now you have a, a million friends that, yes. that have well, the same you, interest. Well, you know, the other thing too, going into Chicago, it's like, oh, is it going to be weird? Because like of all the things that were kind of going on with Last Jedi and kind of some of that yeah. fallout that happened in 2018 and just like, oh, okay, well, what's happening? You know, and uh, going into Chicago is like, I was, we were kind of talking about that. Like I, but at the end of the day, we're like, who's going to spend money to go tell that, tell right. people that they ate it, you know? So I didn't, else, right. right, right. So it's like, this doesn't make sense. So, um, but yeah, you, once you got there, that none of that negativity was there and it was mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. These are real people and people like Star Wars and it's great and it's fine. You know? Right. So, um, I think, I think it was just another kind of confirmation that like, Hey, 
Star Wars is really is for everyone, and yeah. you can find you can find you can find good in in it. You know, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So, yep. Yeah, without a doubt, awesome. Yeah. Well, the last question on the ten question list. I forgot we were on this. <laughs> it was so much fun just talking. It's great. <laughs> where, where are we? Where back, are back we? To my, back to my focus. Back to my notes. The last question is: What is your favorite Star Wars quote? That one, I, I have two. So the first one is from Django Fett. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. It's so pragmatic and yet very powerful, you know, in the sense yep. that like, um, it's just like, yeah, he, he's, he, that's what he's doing. He's, he, you know, he's just trying to make it, <laughs> make it through the galaxy in one piece. And I, yep. I think that's pretty practical and pretty applicable, you know, just like, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I am a simple man and I, I want to try to do that as well. You know, um, I, I just really like that line and I, I really, uh, I really like that scene between him and Obi-Wan. I think it's fant- fantastic. So, yeah, it's really, um, yeah, it's so good. It's like, oh, these guys can act and this is the tension's palpable. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Let's see what's going on here. You know, <laughs> um, the real, real close second for me is uh yoda and luke and it's like i don't i don't believe it that is why you fail and uh you know to me that speaks in so many different ways you know and you gotta believe in yourself you know and uh luke luke doesn't believe in that and really he doesn't, I don't think he really believes in the force. And I just, I really relate that stuff to, you know, my beliefs and, um, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and I, and I, I just like really relate that to some of the things that there's reasons that you believe stuff and you don't believe stuff. And sometimes, you know, again, with the force, you can't see it. And obviously with God, you can't see him. So it's right. like, okay. Um, but your faith and your faith in the force is intertwined, you know, like you might have, you might have this ability in you, but if you don't believe in yourself, you're never going to tap into that. And I just right. find that very practical and very applied. And Yoda, it's one of the only cases where Yoda's not really talking and rhymes or, or, you know, beating around the bush. He just mm-hmm. calls it right out. He's like, you, you could do it. You just don't believe in yourself, you know? And anything Yoda says in empire strikes back is like, print that, print that, right. Put it on a poster. <laughs> you know, put it on a poster, put on some motivational poster, you know, it's just, um, it's just, it's just really good you know, it's so applicable, you know, it's just like, okay, you know, uh, okay. The forest. Yes. I get yeah, the tree rock. Okay, good. You know, like, yep. I get it. I get it. You know? So, but yeah, uh, I really like, I really like those two quotes. Todd, thank you for spending uh, almost an hour and a half of your evening with me. I appreciate it. Oh, that. yeah. Uh, I, I love I love talking Star Wars. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. So maybe uh, tell people where they can find you online. Yeah, sure. So personally, I can be found uh, at Tizod. So it's T-I and then four Z's. Four uh, Z's. O-D. Four Z's. Not three, not two, four. Way to make it easy to find, Todd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, Did exactly. somebody have T-I, three Z's, O-D? Is that what? <laughs> I, 
I, you know, Pete, it, it, it happened in college. <laughs> Snoop Dogg was very popular, and uh, somebody walked in the computer lab and was like, "Tis odd." I'm like, "That's it." So that, that's me. That's it. That's it. That's me. And so uh, that that's where you can find find me on the socials uh, for the podcast again. We're uh, WSTR Galactic Public Access, and um, it's at WSTR Media. Um, and yeah, we again, I have uh, we just had a fourth member, so that's another thing that you know, crazy. Like, I guess, uh, Carla, she kept on coming on, she's part of the 501st, she's in uh, the north. Nor, uh, like kind of New Jersey, and oh, yeah. we just loved having, like, yeah, just loved having her. And we're like, hey, you want to be part of the crew? And so, uh, she just started, and then uh, I also do it with uh, my good friends Heather and Aaron. So, awesome. um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, again, you have friends and you like to talk stars, and it's, uh, it's been, it's been a real, real treat and a real blast to do it. So, well, that's great. And I, I've always, yeah. I've, I've been enjoying your show quite a bit. So, uh, I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, uh, I hope to, to run into you at some place sometime, maybe so, you'll, someplace maybe sometime. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Todd, thank you again. This was so much fun. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate you inviting me. I really do. I really, Pete, I really enjoy your show. Uh, I think you have, uh, it's always good to hear different perspectives in Star Wars. And I love your interview style. And like I said, you have no script. So that's <laughs> good, I think. You have no idea what I'm... I, they don't know what I'm going to ask them, and neither do I. So <laughs> <laughs> like, one day I don't gonna... know what... <laughs> I don't know what question I am going to ask, you know, so... One day that's going to lead to like a 10-minute episode. It's going to be like, so... <laughs> Well, thanks for having This was awesome, man. Thank you so much. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of Around the Galaxy. Thank you to Todd Hoffman, and thank you for listening. If you had fun, please subscribe, like, share, rate us at five stars, and review it. If you really liked it, please feel free to head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash aroundthegalaxy. We're also excited to let you know that we have Around the Galaxy swag available on TeePublic slash user slash Around the Galaxy. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ATGCast. And if you or someone you know would make a good guest, please drop us a line. So until next time, this has been Pete Fletzer, and we'll see you for our next trip around the galaxy. Around the Galaxy is copyright 2019 Pete in the Seat Studios. Our music is brought to us by the band Apollo's Ghost, whose new album is available on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find music. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.